Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $45,976.48, up 0.11%. Ethereum at number two, $3,221.71, up 1.3%. Binance Coin, number three, $386.57, up 5.60%. Tether at number four, $1. Cardano at number five, $1.79, up 13.57%. <clears throat> XRP at number six, 88 cents, up 3.87%. Dogecoin at number seven, 26 cents, up 3.47%. USD coin, number eight, 99 cents. Polkadot at number nine, $21.40, up 0.17%. And last but not least, Uniswap at number 10, $30 up 1.05%. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. It is extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So today we got greed at 70. Yesterday was greed at 71. Last week was fear at 42. And last month at this time was extreme fear at 25. So today we got five articles. Let's take a look at the table of contents. Article number one is billionaire Mark Cuban issued a serious crypto warning even as Bitcoin nears a $50,000 price. Article number two, how does Bitcoin mining work? <clears throat> Article number three, hackers start to return some of the $600 million they stole in one of the biggest crypto heists. Article four, four ways to earn free Bitcoin without any hassle. And last but not least, the main topic today is the White House says closing the tax gap will help pay for the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. <clears throat> Here's what that means. All right. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much for all my listeners and my watchers. If you're in a podcast space, check me out on Spotify, Google, and Apple. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It helps the channel out. <clears throat> so let's take a look at article number one. Billionaire Mark Cuban issued a serious crypto warning, even as Bitcoin nears a $50,000 price. So Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have soared in recent days, even after the U.S. Senate rejected a bipartisan compromise on a crypto tax provision in its $1 trillion infrastructure bill. The Bitcoin price has added almost 20% over the last week, climbing to over $45,000, its highest since mid-May, while smaller cryptocurrencies, including Ethereum, Dogecoin, and Uniswap, have climbed even higher. Ahead of the Senate showdown yesterday, billionaire entrepreneur and investor Mark Cuban warned shutting off the Bitcoin and crypto growth engine would be like stopping e-commerce in 1995. <clears throat> Shutting off this growth engine would be the equivalent of stopping e-commerce in 1995 because people were afraid of credit card fraud, Cuban told the Washington Post over the weekend, or regulating the creation of websites because some people initially thought they were complicated and didn't understand what they would ever amount to. The provision 
proposes new rules on reporting crypto transactions to the IRS as part of the bill's fundraising provisions. That could raise as much as $28 billion by encouraging the payment of more taxes. Broadly defined brokers would be required to provide information on Bitcoin and crypto transfers, causing chaos for the industry. Yesterday, after weeks of wrangling, a compromise crypto amendment in the bill was blocked. Introduced by Senators Pat Toomey and Cynthia Loomis, the amendment sought to clarify language in the bill that would broaden the definition of a broker and increase tax requirements on software developers and those that secure blockchains in return for freshly minted tokens, known as miners. The bill's crypto provision sent shockwaves to the U.S. cryptocurrency community in recent weeks, with crypto lobbyists scrambling to alter it and crypto investors, industry experts, and technologists roundly deriding it. So the bill has the potential to swamp cryptocurrency transactions in the country with an invasive dragnet. Paolo Adorino, the chief executive at British Virgin Islands-based crypto exchange, Bitfinex said in emailed comments. Last week, tech investor and former Coinbase chief technology officer, Balaji Sirdanvasan, branded the latest amendment a backdoor Bitcoin ban, while crypto lobbyist Jerry Brito, the executive director of the Coin Center think tank, called it disastrous and ridiculous. Forcing reporting rules on Americans who develop software and hardware, who mine and secure the network, or who run nodes to build resilience and efficiencies is an impossible ask that will only derive development and operation of this critical technology outside the U.S., posted Twitter and Square Chief Executive Jack Dorsey. So what do you guys think about this? Billionaire Mark Cuban issued a serious crypto warning even as Bitcoin nears a $50,000 price. Comment down below and let me know what you think. Let's take a look at Article 2. How does Bitcoin mining work? Well, here's our go-to guide for everything you need to know about crypto mining. You may have heard about crypto mining in some form by now, but if you're reading this thinking, what actually is it and what are its consequences, you're in luck. Bitcoin mining is like OG mining, coal and that, but online. The process has similarities. You have to get equipment, an ASIC miner computer, very good Wi-Fi, electricity, some fans, maybe, and then you use a lot of energy completing a task of sorts, which generates fresh new Bitcoin. Sure, it isn't going down the mines and chipping out coal, but it is rapidly solving a complex puzzle. It's kind of like a game of guess the number, but said number is between 0 and 64 digits. For context, a billion is a nine-digit number. However, it also isn't just a number as we typically think of it. It's a hexadecimal number. This is a long, old thing to explain, but it basically means that instead of there being 10 different numbers we can use, like on a keyboard's 0 to 9, there are 16 of them. You use letters A to F to basically represent 1, 10, 1, 11, and up to 1.15. When you, well, your computer gets the right number, you're paid in brand new Bitcoins. It's mining, but for young tech bros and not your Welsh granddad who left school at 14. Essentially, it isn't just Bitcoin that's mined. Other coins like Ether are mined too. By the way, whoever solves the block fastest gets the Bitcoin. 
So why do people use Bitcoin mines? Well, the purpose of mining is to validate transactions. So it is an integral part of the blockchain. The complex questions the computer solve are asking if the money token has been sent and received by specific wallets and whether the wallet sending the crypto does have the funds in place. It's sort of like a bank teller, someone who makes sure the contract is sound and that nothing bounces. When the first miner solves everything, other miners then validate the findings, which is how it becomes pretty hard to commit fraud on blockchain. Well, question is, can you make a lot of money from it? Well, in theory, it's very profitable when you bought the equipment, not cheap. When you bought the equipment, you just let it tick over, wait for it to pay itself off, and then bring you passive bucks minus electricity bills. Back in 2018, a Bitcoin miner told the BBC his profit margin was about 75%, about 75 pence for every one pound earned. So, you know, very good. In 2021, Biaheza, a YouTuber, decided to try and mine Bitcoin for a week. He started seeing around $60 to $85 of income per day on a fairly modest setup. This would be upwards of £21,900 a year gross, not net profit, if he had the computers running 365 days a year. The financial risk is only really dependent on cryptocurrency plummeting in value. The upside is that if the coin is doing well, you could earn even more. Although you're up against warehouses full of computers, so making big money isn't so easy from home, as these huge computers are both going to beat you to solving puzzles and mine a lot more than you can. Okay, so what's the catch? Well, there's a big environmental toll with crypto. We've written a little on that here, and it's pretty concerning for sure. However, the augmented and argument crypto enthusiasts mentioned is that vast carbon footprint of mining metals for physical coins, along with that of running banks, physical vaults, and the rest of the financial world. They say that when you compare crypto to paper currency, it isn't as bad as it seems when it's looking at it alone. There's also green initiatives taking place in crypto, which do things like reward miners for using green energy. SolarCoin is an example. Well, any other problems? Well, certain countries have other issues with mining, like China, which has recently cracked down on Bitcoin miners. This is mainly because it's a coin that could disrupt the state currency and economic growth. So it's more of a challenge against cryptocurrency in general than specifically Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin just happens to be the biggest crypto coin by a long way, making it a priority for the Chinese government to stop people from mining it. Crackdown did cause concern for the crypto world, knocking off about half of Bitcoin's value at one point. This is because despite crypto's whole thing being that is a decentralized currency, well over half of all Bitcoin is currently mined in China. So there you guys have it. How does Bitcoin mining work? Comment down below if you already knew all of this facts, or is there anything that you would like to add to this article? Comment down below. Let me know what you think. All right, let's keep on going. Article number three. Hackers start to return some of the $600 million they stole in one of the biggest crypto heists. So three main points in this article. Article has one, more than $600 million was stolen in what is likely to be one of the biggest cryptocurrency thefts ever. Two, hackers exploited a vulnerability in Poly Network, 
a platform that looks to connect different blockchains so that they can work together. And three, in a strange turn of events, Wednesday, the hackers began returning some of the funds they stole. Hackers have started returning some of the $600 million they stole in what's likely to be one of the biggest cryptocurrency thefts ever. Cyber criminals exploited a vulnerability in Poly Network, a platform that looks to connect different blockchains so that they can work together. Poly Network disclosed the attack Tuesday and asked to establish communication with the hackers, urging them to return the hacked assets. A blockchain is a ledger of activities upon which various cryptocurrencies are based. Each digital coin has its own blockchain and they're different from each other. Poly Network claims to be able to make these various blockchains work with each other. Poly Network is a decentralized finance problem and platform. DeFi is a broad term encompassing financial applications based on blockchain technology that looks to cut out intermediaries, such as brokerages and exchanges. Hence, it's dubbed decentralized. Proponents can say that this can make financial applications such as lending or borrowing more efficient and cheaper. The amount of money you hacked is the biggest in DeFi history, Polynorik said in a tweet. So hacker starts to return the funds. In a strange turn of events, Wednesday, the hackers began returning some of the funds they stole. They sent a message to Polynorik embedded in a cryptocurrency transaction saying they were ready to return the funds. The DeFi platform responded requesting the money to be sent to three crypto addresses. As of mid-May and midday London time, more than $4.8 million had been returned to the addresses. I think this demonstrates that even if you can steal crypto assets, laundering them and cashing out is extremely difficult due to the transparency of the blockchain and the use of blockchain analytics. Tom Robinson, chief scientist of blockchain analytics firm Elliptic said via email. In this case, the hacker concluded that the safest option was just to return the stolen assets. Once the hacker stole the money, they began to send it to various other cryptocurrency addresses. Researchers at security company Slow Miss said a total of more than $610 million worth of cryptocurrency was transferred to three addresses. Slow Miss said in a tweet that its researchers had grasped the attacker's mailbox, IP, and device fingerprints, and are tracking possible identity clues related to the Poly Network attacker. The researchers concluded that the theft was likely to be a long-planned, organized, and prepared attack. Polynetwork urged cryptocurrency exchanges to blacklist tokens coming from the addresses that were linked to the hackers. About $33 million of Tether that was part of the theft has been frozen. Chang Peng Zhao, CEO of major cryptocurrency exchange Binance, said he was aware of the attack. He said Binance is coordinating with all of our security partners to proactively help, but that there are no guarantees. We will take legal actions and we urge hackers to return the assets, Poly Network said on Twitter. So DeFi hacks on the rise. DeFi has become a key target for attacks since the start of the year until July. DeFi-related hacks totaled $361 million, an increase of nearly three times from all of 2020, according to cryptocurrency compliance company CypherTrace. DeFi-related fraud is also on the rise. It's in the first seven months of the year, it accounted for 54% of total crypto fraud volume versus 3% of all of last year.
So there you guys have it. What do you think about this? Hackers start to return some of the $600 million they stole in one of the biggest crypto heists. What do you think? Do you think hackers doing this action was a smart move? Or do you think they could actually launder and make use of the money that they stole? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right. I'd like to take the time out right now just to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast so far. I've been looking at the analytics and I've been really happy to see a lot of people around the world listening to the podcast, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And if you're on the YouTube space, again, thank you for so much for liking and commenting on my videos because it does help me understand what type of videos and topics you guys want to hear more about. So again, thank you in advance for all your support. Let's keep on going. Article number four. Four ways to earn free Bitcoin without any hassle. Whether or not you want to invest your hard-earned money into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, the fact remains that having some exposure in crypto is now part of a well-rounded investment strategy. Lucky for you and the rest of us, getting some Bitcoin exposure doesn't have to cost you much money, or in some cases, any money at all. That's right. There are a lot of ways to get free Bitcoin some less complicated than others. Today, we are going to focus on a few of the most passive ways to get your hands on more Bitcoin. Because if we have learned anything over the last decade, it's that Bitcoin keeps going up and you need to get on the rocket ship. So three ways to earn free Bitcoin easily. The BlockFi Visa back credit card. Do you spend a ton of money on your credit card? Now you can earn Bitcoin back on all your purchase thanks to the Visa-backed BlockFi Bitcoin Rewards credit card. Here are our favorite attributes of the card. Earn 3.5% rewards up to $100 in Bitcoin for the first 90 days. Earn an unlimited 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every purchase. Earn 2% back on purchases made after spending $50,000 on a card in a calendar year. Any cardholder who also holds a BlockFi trading account will earn up to $500 BTC per month based on their trading volume. No foreign transaction fees and no annual fees. Lolly. Do you do most of your shopping online? Then Lolly is the perfect way for you to get Bitcoin back on all of your purchases. Lolly works like most cashback sites, except instead of cash, it gives you back Bitcoin. A few of the hundreds of companies that offer cash back through Lolly include Nike, Samsung, Adidas, 1-800-Flowers, Best Buy, Bloomingdale's, CVS, Hilton, eBay, Macy's, Marriott, Office Depot, and Office Max, Old Navy, Topman, and Walmart. Lolly even provides you $5 in Bitcoin for every friend you refer who joins the platform. You get free Bitcoin, they get free Bitcoin, everyone wins. If you want to supercharge your free Bitcoin earnings, you could even combine Lolly with your BlockFi credit card to even more Bitcoin back on every purchase. Getting your Bitcoin from your Lolly account is easy. Once your balance reaches $15 and once the merchant's reward locking period has expired, you can transfer or withdraw from your account. Three. Take surveys to earn free Bitcoin. Taking surveys is a pretty easy way to pass the time and earn free cash 
with sites like Swagbucks or even free Bitcoin. If you're looking to take surveys to earn free Bitcoin, one of our favorite sites is SurveyTime. With SurveyTime, you will be paid in cash for every survey completed. The company pays a fixed rate of $1 per survey. There is also no minimums for payouts, which means you can cash out your earnings almost immediately. Four, Bitcoin interest account. With a BlockFi interest account, you can earn up to 5% annual interest on Bitcoin. The interest on your Bitcoin is compounded monthly, meaning you can continue to earn over time. The one caveat to this method of earning Bitcoin is that you need to already own some Bitcoin. But even if you only own a small amount, BlockFi doesn't have minimums to earn interest. So your account will begin to earn interest on day one. So what do you guys think about these four ways to earn Bitcoin free without any hassle? Comment down below and let me know what you think about these four. And if you have any other ideas, comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at the last topic, the main topic for today. It is the White House says closing the tax gap will help pay for the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Here's what that means. The $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill passed the Senate on Tuesday with a 69-30 vote, promising to pour $550 billion into the nation's crumbling bridges and roads, as well as into airports and electric vehicle infrastructure. The White House proposed several financing resources and for the spending, one of which is providing the Internal Revenue Services IRS with nearly $80 billion so that it can close the so-called tax gap. Provisions within the Biden administration's fiscal 2022 budget would help bulk up the service if they are supported by lawmakers. The proposal would help the IRS to recoup $700 billion worth of additional tax revenue over the next decade, according to the Treasury's Office of Tax Analysis, which could go toward the infrastructure bill's trillion-dollar tab. So what is the tax gap? Well, put simply, the tax gap is the difference between the estimated amount of taxes the IRS is owed and the amount that it receives each year. It's a true tax liability that the IRS can compute versus what is actually paid voluntarily and timely, explains Mark Stebert, Chief Tax Officer for Jack Hewitt Tax Services. The IRS estimates that 83.6% of taxes are paid voluntarily and on time and that ultimately 85.8% of taxes are collected after enforcement. The most recent estimate from the IRS puts the tax gap at $441 billion per year, calculated using data from the 2011, 2012, and 2013 tax years. That number shrinks slightly to $381 billion when late payments and the IRS enforcement efforts are taken into account. Earlier this year, IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick told the Senate Finance Committee that the current gap is approximately $1 trillion, thanks in part to the growing popularity of cryptocurrencies, whose taxable transactions the IRS did not make a priority until recently. A Treasury analysis released in the spring said that if all things remain the same, the gap will rise to $7 trillion over the course of the next decade. In addition to losing more than 33,000 employees between 2010 and 2020, including those auditing returns and collecting unpaid taxes, the IRS has been dealing with a backlog of pandemic-related tax issues. 
CNBC previously reported that while the number of millionaires have nearly doubled since 2012, tax audits have dropped by 72% to 11,331 in 2020 from 40,965 in 2012. The IRS not only has less people than it had last decade, they've received a great many new responsibilities that they have to take care of, Steber said, setting cryptocurrencies, new tax credits, and stimulus checks as extra work on its plate. Closing this gap, the White House argues it will help the government recoup billions of dollars that is already owed and use those funds to fuel new initiatives. So what do you guys think about the White House says closing that tax gap will help pay for the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Here's what that means. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think and what's your opinion about it. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. At number one, BTC, $46,300. Ethereum, number two, $3,243. Binance Coin, $393. Tether, one dollar cardano a dollar 83 xrp 89 cents dogecoin 26 cents usd coin 99 cents polka dot 21 dollars and last but not least uniswap at 30 dollars so there you guys have it thank you so much for listening to my podcast and making it away to the end if you're on the podcast realm check me out on apple spotify and google and if you're in the youtube space again please like share and subscribe i appreciate all the love and support so i hope you guys have a great crypto day and i'll see you in the next one peace